Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Acts of Pod on Lead Vocals. It's me, Gina, and as always on bass, we have Anne. Hello. Anne, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. As usual, just just a tech wizard over here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Where troubleshooting consists of screaming at the computer. <laughs> That's right. Like, come and on, I believe you. <laughs> Threatening him with violence, I believe, also. Yeah, there's some violent, violent uh, fantasies. <laughs> and uh, on keyboards and percussion, we have Cezanne. Cezanne, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I yeah? Am, yeah, I'm feeling, feeling pretty good. Doing well. Did you say... You're feeling good from your head to your shoes. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm doing, and I know something what I, to do. What to do? Is that how they? Probably not. I know where I'm going, and I know what to do. Know what to do. That's, That's right. Ooh ooh. Ooh 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 ooh. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I've got a new attitude, but I've got a, <laughs> maybe a slightly better attitude than last time. Last time I was yeah. real, real in my cups. By the way. <laughs> I just want to go ahead and get get that out there right now. You were rolling in the Woo, deep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've got we, responsibility for our actions. Um, I think I said the word citizen in a way that I never expected <laughs> to have to hear come out of my mouth and be conscious of. So. I was like, citizen. <laughs> Citizens rights. Good lord. Uh, I mean, you know, I was it was I was in a good mood. Maybe too good a mood. <laughs> what? You were in the safety of your own home. Yeah. In the trust tree. I mean Lig, I mean Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, I forget that, you know, when you have responsibilities, <laughs> you might just, I don't know, have a little bit of, not exactly temperance, but moderation. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm striving for balance. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, and. Sorry, I, I missed think, it. <laughs> look, it's a, look, if anything, this podcast is is a study in balance. And that's why we've <laughs> never had more than 
at most a hundred listeners at a time. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Well, and and it was because you weren't here that I had to. I just That's right. drink so much. Yes, but. yes, yeah. and and I'm glad you're learning that lesson. Yeah. It is your fault as always. Yeah, I missed you so uh, much. Good I'm, stuff. I missed you so much. <laughs> you know that she misses you so much. You know I miss you when you're drink. gone. <sighs> okay. Anyway, but that's that's not the point. I mean, <laughs> the past. But if we're past. gonna start, if we're gonna start playing the blame game, that leads <laughs> really well into our topic today. Yep. <laughs> so everyone's favorite topic. Mm. I I mean, I, honestly, I have kind of tried to work around not doing this for a while. Yeah. Because it's. Makes it makes me angry and depressed. It's horrifying. I'll tell you the yeah. research I ended up deep diving not deep diving, but diving into, casually mm-hmm. diving into <laughs> was a bit was was freeing because I was like, wow, there's this really easy answer. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well I think that I think that part is what's so depressing about it you know is that what's maddening that's the part i mean we're not gonna have to call in the riddler for this one it's uh it's really complicated (laughs) yeah yeah i'm not gonna have to like go to the oracle and be like please with your with your timeless wisdom help us figure this one out um so in the past two weeks, we had not one, but two mass shootings. And um, it, the first one, I was like, oh, this will make a good topic. But by the time I was researching it, another one had happened. And um, But he said that he had a sex addiction <laughs> and that he thought that by killing sex workers mm-hmm. as opposed to i mean i mean that makes a lot of sense you know when you think sure. about it it's like i have a problem if i just get rid of the temptation one by one in the most just horrific all. way I, ju- I just need a murder it'll help <laughs> i guess i mean going to therapy right <laughs> right wasn't an option well and we can also talk about how hard it is to actually go to therapy right now like oh well and that's the other thing is that there are a lot of so (laughs) there are studies that have been done because when these shootings occur a lot of people have said Oh, well, obviously it's mental illness. Right. Right. And then the people who live with mental illness every day are like, hey, I'm, I'm not trying to shoot somebody. Uh, right. <laughs> it's a sticky wicket. And, this whole thing is. <laughs> but, you know, and Anne, I read this through some of the research that you put in the Google Doc. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that they did. Oh, so sorry. 
So on Axopod, when something happens, we like to put it in a larger historical context. And so Anne, a lot of the time, she's really good at doing research. And by research, I mean, she kind of goes weird and she finds (laughs) things from like some weird advertisement for like like a doctor quackies lidocaine cocaine syrup you know and it's like primary, uh, oh, okay. primary sources exactly <laughs> that's right primary sources so but she she found like all these different articles that where they had like you know they said well let's let's you know there are no like higher rates of mental illness and like right. let's say the countries that are that don't have like as good of like services for the mentally ill like let's 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 like control for all of these yeah. right like all all of these you know and, and it that's in it, just to set it up it's in trying to ask the question what is it about the United States that we have the highest homicide rate yeah. And mass shootings, right? Gun violence. Yeah. Well, it's not that we, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, yes. So, because you're right, because it's like, um, uh, here, I'll, I'll get my notes off. So, it's the United States is not actually more prone to crime than other developed countries. Rather, they found in data that um and it has since been repeatedly confirmed right that america crime is simply more lethal right a new yorker is just as likely to be robbed as a londoner for instance but a new yorker is 54 times more likely to be killed in the process now is that because we are a country of martial arts experts well i mean and Um, the fact that you got there so fast Uh, you know what could be the difference why why i mean i you know martial arts experts it's because um, nunchucks throwing stars we carrying around like arsenic flavored uh like chocolates yeah like a poison a romantic poison yeah Yeah, you go up with a handkerchief and you go, does this smell like ether? And you just, (laughs) you know, Um, right. And um, I mean, do you want to, does anybody want to take, I I know this is theoretical. Does anyone, anybody want to take a guess as to why it's 54 times more lethal? Right. The, the. From what, like, analysis of data over years and the same thing, it's like, what could be the common variable? And the biggest takeaway is... Guys, uh, is it... Pew, 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 it it rhymes, with, <laughs> rhymes with fun. Right, rhymes yeah. with fun. <laughs> it's guns. It's guns. It's guns, simply because we have also... The most guns and so ever. many guns and so many hands. Do you want to hear how creepy it is? Yeah. Americans make they make up four point four percent of the global population, but own forty two percent. Oh my god! Yeah, I, yeah, I looked. I have that stat. Yeah, oh it, that that shows up in more than one place yeah. too. Yeah. So it's not like some creepy old. No, no. You know, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, 
Well, sure. And I, I hope it goes without saying, like, you know, the research I pull from isn't like gunproblem.net, you right. know, going to like, I'm looking to the sources, yeah. academic journals. Like. Yeah. Gun haters unite yeah. dot yeah. biz. Yeah. Like it was, it's a, it's, it's, it's a web page set up for 1997 and it's got great info. Well, and that's the other thing is like, you know, we're all from Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, surpri- I mean, yeah, I grew up in a in a quote gun culture. Yep, same. Yeah, same. Not, yeah. but not like it. Not like, but it's just everybody knew how to hand. I learned how to shoot a gun. I shot a deer rifle when I was like eight, seven or eight. Well, and I mean, learning how to shoot a gun or handle a gun or gun safety is like. Is a very is a far far yeah different. Yeah. Well, but what I'm saying is like here it's like, uh, it's like a rite of passage, right? It's like a right, a, a, almost like ceremonial thing that your parent right. does with you, where yeah, you're like out in a field somewhere, <laughs> and right. you're gonna. Yeah. Your shoulder's gonna get bruised because that rifle's yeah. got kicked. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you gotta. They tell you how to breathe. They tell you how to breathe. Like, you hold it, and breathe, then yeah. when you sh- and when you shoot it, and you realize how powerful it is, right? It's supposed to kind of, it, like, you know, you know that this is a serious, like, serious business, right? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. Even before I shot the gun, I remember being a little intimidated. I was like, "This is a huge weapon." <laughs> Yeah, you know, I wasn't <laughs> until I shot it, and then it wasn't until, like, at, when I was a kid, it was just like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing it. I mean, I understood that it was, like, obviously deadly, uh, but right. but I didn't have that sense of, like, oh, my gosh, and I did, that didn't happen until, like, I was an adult, and I went to, like, a shooting um, uh, range. Range? Yeah, and like, yeah. Sh- I shot a handgun where I was like sweating. Like, I sweat yeah. so much and like my hands were shaking while I was trying to load it. <laughs> it's like, I've never oh my shot God. A hey, no. guess who's not going to be able to defend themselves with a fucking handgun? <laughs> it's Shaky <laughs> McGee over here. Like, sweaty, sweaty top. Seriously. <laughs> like, well, my it's. God. It's interesting that you should bring that up because, like, what, you know, we're all talking about is, like, when you grow up somewhere that is, like, rural or semi-rural. I mean, I grew up in the city, but, yeah. um, and you did part of the time. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. And, but, but, like, yeah. but even so, like, my dad, you know, like, from rural, 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 and, you know, there's people that, like, you need it for, like, protection, you know, like, Cause, like, there's varmints and oh, okay, yeah. Well, like protecting you. You live in rural. You got cows and hey, I, there's been a the coyote, coyote after yeah. the calves. Ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever is and you yeah. know and there are there are definitely like people that like hunt to supplement their food. Of course, and, you know. Yeah. So there's tons of people that do that. Well, hunting is huge, right. and hunt, hunting's also like necessary. So I mean. Right to like yeah. pulling and yeah and like like it wasn't like 
I grew up, like, you know, and the way y'all grew up, it wasn't like some people went out hunting and they were like, and let the meat rot. Right. Like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, everything was processed and, you know. Yeah, people ate it. So basically, yeah. like, this, there's, again, this is not we hate guns.biz. Right. No, not at all. Oh, so, but what I was going to say is that somewhere along the way, the rhetoric got a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, like, I showed you a clip of, um, oh, Lindsey Graham. Oh, wow. Uh. But, um, <laughs> like, Lindsey Graham was saying that he needed his, that not only did he oh own God. an AR-15, but he needed it because if there were ever a hurricane that uh, came to South Carolina. A natural disaster. Of, of Graham proportions. <laughs> and if I was ever the, in Mad Max Thunderdome. <laughs> like, on the coast. <laughs> Right, Jesus and Christ. if the riffraff came and was trying to go through my, you know, antiques yeah. and valuables. <laughs> trying to get on the grounds of my old plantation home. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They were trying stealing to, all my, my seasonal reefs from my door. Getting in my china cabinet, going through grandmother's crystal. <laughs> My Tiffany lamps, <laughs> my Faberge eggs. I would stand there with my AR-15, and I would just, I would just bang, 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 bang. God. Rat a tat tat. Bow, bow, bow. Brap, brap, brap. And it is liar. You liar. And then, yeah, Ted Cruz, like, it said something very similar <laughs> that, you know. But what I was going to say, um, the, oh, so the Second Amendment to the Constitution isn't for just protecting hunting rights. And it's not only to safeguard your right to target practice. It is your constitutional right to protect your children, your family, your home, your lives, and to serve the ultimate check against government tyranny for the protection of liberty. What a fun fantasy that is. <laughs> right. What a just a, big old boner of a fantasy that is. I mean, like, so... <laughs> when do you get to decide when the government is tyrannical? And are you, like... Uh, you know, right. Point, are, is that yeah. when you go into the Capitol and start, like, looting it? The government right. is tyrannical when it is liberal and progressive, Gina. <clears throat> when I they mean, it's just like want to take your guns and they want to wanna force your, your guns. guns to get abortions. <laughs> right, yeah. They want to... <laughs> well, and that's the thing, because I, I had read another article, it might have been one of yours, where they talked about you know, when they said if they were going to make the AR-15 illegal and they were like saying, well, there's going to be bloodshed. Yeah. And they're like, well, well, who are you going to shoot? Yeah. Like the lawmakers. Right. The people that have, have to, who have are to just enforce the law. <laughs> right. Like the people that show up to your house that right. are, or have nothing to do with it or just government workers. 
I, yeah, <sighs> yeah, I was reading about, it's like, there's, in, in, they were, I read something comparing, like, Switzerland has the second highest rate of gun ownership, right? Um, but it's still half in the United States. I mean, but still, um, there's a lot of, for Europe, I guess, there's a lot of guns in Switzerland. For Europe, there's a lot of guns. And, but the thing is, is there's the understanding you have to earn the right. Like, you don't just automatically, versus us where in the United States where there's the mentality of this is an inherent right, like this is this big deal. And if only, well, the white people saying that could also apply that inherent right, like that, that vigor of inherent right to like voting laws. Medical care. Do you know what I mean? Education. Uh, Like how about that inherent right? Right. Anyway. Yeah. Well, um, what I like, I had to confirm, but what I found really shocking is because, you know, like the Second Amendment, it's always like, you know, to have like a well regulated militia. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do they get the right to bear arms from that? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, it's not even in that? See, I don't even, that's how ignorant I am. I don't even know what it, the actual, the wording of the Second Amendment. Well, um, yeah, because it doesn't talk about individual rights ever. The right of the people to keep and bear arms. Right. Oh, okay. So it's never a person. It's never the right of the individual. It's essentially like... It's yeah. the right of people, like of people, to have like a militia because at that point they didn't have, you know, they're addressing. Well, yeah, they didn't have like, like right. uh, uh, a military. Yeah, they didn't have a military. They also didn't have. There was like police weren't necessarily a thing either. Oh, okay. So my point being yeah. is that so the way that this was clarified was that. Um, Dick Heller was a security guard that worked in D.C., and he wanted to be able to take his work weapon home, but the, there was very strict gun laws in D.C. at the time. When was this? As, uh, what decade? The 90s. Okay. Early 90s. So, um, uh, so Antonin Scalia. Shocking. Love that guy. <laughs> I mean, so, just done so many good things for our country. Um. He wrote, there seems to be no doubt on the basis of both text and history, bullshit, that the Second Amendment conferred an individual right to keep and bear arms. Okay. And so that's when. Right. Okay. And isn't that also the whole, remember the whole Brady Bill thing? That was a big uh-huh. deal. I, you know, I just now remembered about that. I, I didn't even look into that. That's interesting. Um, yeah, but like, you know, Reagan was uh, like pro gun control, you know, after he got fucking shot. (laughs) Yeah, how how that kind of brings it home, right? (laughs) What I wonder is what do these people think that, um, that they're gonna do if, like, the, like, the real might of the, 
the government comes down upon them, you know? Like, do they think that their their AKs are going to actually it's just uh, put up making a stand? It, it's just putting in, but, like, things of, like, a background check and, like, a, a gap between when you apply and when you get the gun. Like, it's, like, it's not, like, we're outlawing guns. It's, like, these are, like, moderate measures that have been proposed, right? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that it's, like, considering, like, what women have to do, like, to terminate a pregnancy. Right. As a, you know, and, like... Or to even get birth control. Right. Yeah. And, like, you can buy a gun the same day that you shoot up a supermarket. Right. Right. Like, you don't have to, like, get a transvaginal ultrasound in, like, three days. Yeah. Nobody has to enter and your your vaginal canal at all. No. Right. You don't have to think about it for three days and talk, you know, like, there's no, like, um, like, real come-to-Jesus moment where it's like, well, what are you using this gun for? Let's talk about it, you know? It's a dangerous... You know. There's no counseling involved. You don't have to watch a video about like the horrors of gun violence before you buy a gun. Well, and that's the thing. Like, because, you, like, that's, you get a driver's license is more difficult. You don't even have to prove. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to prove that you know how to use it. Well, and the other thing is that, like, what I I kept reading is that, you know, um, like especially from like ex-military and stuff is that. Like, these guns, they're people killers. Right. Like, that's all they are. Yeah. Like, they're not... That's the point. Yeah. It's like... And the other thing is, is, um, you know, because, you know, um, I've told the listeners this before, but I've had about, like, 150,000 jobs in my lifetime. (laughs) And, like, for one of them, um... You know, like, gunshot wounds are no joke. Yeah, gross. Not cool. Gross. Like, they, especially, like... <sighs> that's why I mean, we That's why we have the homicide lethal rate we do, because the, the weapon... We have so many guns. Ugh. I mean, they just... The damage they do, um, like you know, and has a medical transcriptionist, like the internal damage, like they just rip you apart. Gross. You know, even if it's a non-lethal shot, like it's, it's gross. Yeah. I mean, it's real gross. I was going to say, like, mm-hmm. when you think about like gunshot wounds, like, oh, they're miraculously, they survived. Like, you don't hear as much about like all of the lasting effects that happen to your body after you've had a bullet rip through you like <laughs> right it's always oh wow he miraculously survived after a gunshot wound to the head it's like i mean yeah are they fine um you know it's kind of like how we do with with um with covid it's like you know they got it it's done the survival rate is great <laughs> and you know right. nobody talks about like the lasting effects of it you know Right. Physically, mentally. Oh, one other thing is that um, 
With countries reduced access to guns, they saw a drop in the number of firearm suicides. Um, like the Australian study found that buying that buying back three hundred or three thousand five hundred guns per a hundred thousand people correlated with up to a fifty percent drop in firearm homicides and a seventy four percent drop in gun suicides. Gosh, if right. only there was an answer. If <laughs> only if only there was an answer to our Gun this is one problem. of my, this is one of my favorite quotes is that um that well from this study like the mere presence of firearms is what creates like the homicide rate is that when people have a handheld tool that is specially engineered for <laughs> killing efficiently right escalation to murder becomes much much more likely right and that goes back to what you were saying like this like you being mugged or robbed in new york and london same chance but are you gonna which is the chance of you're gonna be killed new york because people have access to a handheld tool specifically engineered for killing efficiently and so escalation what's gonna happen I do have something you'll like this, Gina. That um, this this is a little uh, takeaway that women are more likely than men to cite protection as the only reason they own a gun, and I think that that actually mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. And uh, the statistic is in the U.S. It's twenty two percent of women have a gun, and they're on average gun owners. Late at a later age, after their frontal lobe has formed, like 27 would be kind of like the first, that's like the average age of their, of a first gun owner, uh, female gun owner. Right. Interesting. I mean, I wonder why they cite having a gun if it's not protection. Um, for recreation, uh, hunting, their inherent right. Just because um, I can, yeah. Because they need it. I just really need it. Just, um. I mean, everybody's. <laughs> if I can have one, I should. It's like, yeah, it's just my personal freedom. Uh, I think protection probably. I thought protection was also like a top reason for. Actually, I have a chart that I received. <laughs> Well, and then um, you've got I this, I, I obviously don't know the stats, but you're, there's, when you have a gun, there's, if that gun is ever used, it's so much more likely to be used on accident than it is, like, in, in an accident than it is in actually def- right. successfully defending yourself. And it's probably, it's going to more likely be used on somebody you know. Exactly. Considering... That's the homicide. Right. Like, You're it's afraid. Be... Somebody's coming into your house in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's... A quote that... And, I, and I've and i thought this. Y'all probably thought this. And I was like, yeah, this is perfect. This is exactly what I thought. And I've, I've even... In retrospect, Sandy Hook marked the... Sandy Hook, that's the murder at the elementary school, marked the end of the U.S. gun control debate. Once America decided killing children was bearable... It was over. Right. And I'm like, yeah, no, if, if you can see that happening and, oh, okay, we're okay with six-year-olds now. Yeah. It's definitely right. where I was like, oh, this is hopeless. 
Yeah. No, for, for <laughs> seriously, for it's, real. It's definitely the moment where I was like, oh, yeah, we are, that's, this is I was the like, gravity. this is it. This, this is pivotal. Yeah. Either something's going to change or not. If, th- if it doesn't happen with this, never going to happen. Yeah. Well, I think what, like, the most sad thing, like, it, it happened in the uh, riots on January 6th and they talked about it in the shooting at the supermarket was that it was like the young people there, like mm-hmm. people in their early 20s and teenagers that knew what to do yeah. in a shooting. Wow. And they, yeah. And they were helping the older people. They were like, look for the exits, get down low. Yeah. Jesus. Like be quiet. Yeah. yeah. They've had all it, that training. Yeah, so they were really calm and they were really focused. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> and I was like, how can these, like, people, like, these, like, in Congress. Like Lindsey Graham. <laughs> how can they live with themselves? Oh, they're doing fine. You They've know? got an AK on, in, in, you know, their family home. Well, I, it's and, it's all worth it. It's all worth it, Gina, when the hypothetical hurricane creates <laughs> roving mobs. You know, those I mean, classic it, roving gangs of people coming to rich people, rich white people's houses. It's and that's the other thing is like it's you know, just this past weekend, like Graham and Cruz with his mullet oh and Mm-mm. you know and um, as if, as if he's like ever been line dancing in a honky tonk, <laughs> like <laughs> that footage of him on the border. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I haven't seen this. Oh, Sorry. and it is a preposterous. He talks All about these, like, Republicans. how dangerous yeah. it is because they're just seeing uh. hordes of people. He's on the scene at the border, Ian. You haven't Why seen this? Why is he dressed like Fidel Castro? I know. And he's got, <laughs> like, some plants behind him. And, like, oh. he's, like, talking about, like, oh, there's just hordes of people crossing the border, and we've been heckled by the cartels. Dude, Ted. Ted. This Ted is from was... The Guardian. <laughs> Ted Cruz mocked for documentary cell trip to the U.S. Oh, my Mexico God. Like, he's, like, some photojournalist, like, on the scene. <laughs> so embarrassing. What? How does he live with himself? That's where, I mean, that's where I'm like, as as somebody who like, I mean, you're asking how do they live with themselves with, you know, allowing gun violence to continue. I'm like, I kind of get that because they're straight up evil. But like, how do you live with yourself with that level of like cringe content that you're putting out there on purpose? Ouch. Yeah. Like, surely you have, I mean, if you've got, if you don't have any human empathy, surely you're like into yourself enough not to let that happen Ugh. yeah what so gross. like he's on a like pontoon in vietnam or oh, something Jesus. Like, yeah. <laughs> on the rio grande like they're shooting a duran duran video or something she like is hungry like a wolf out there it's so <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> What about, yeah, what about those optics of you flying off to Cancun? What was going on there? (laughs) Uh, I hate him so much. (laughs) (laughs) The work. Oh, God. 
Oh, so, okay. But I was going to say, like, um, in the 60s and 70s, um, in, due, uh, in part due to rising crime, which, by the way, is linked to the fact that there was so much lead in the atmosphere, <laughs> which was also linked to the right. fact that, yeah. as we did, just sort of yeah. like what's happening now, where they're like, killing the planet and you're like how could somebody do that like kind of like you know how how, how can they do that now no it's just it just never ends so in a reaction to the crime wave that they created um there was a rising uh oh, okay a growing number of nra members were buying guns for protection so there was this huge internal battle called the revolt in cincinnati <laughs> okay, um, all right. They decided that they were no longer going to be a group for hunting and recreational shooting, oh, which God. is kind of like what we were talking about, like early, like when we first started, where, you know, we get that. People yeah. supplement their food, they hunt, right. they whatever. Yeah. You know, you have sometimes you have to, to shoot keep, forty to fifty the deer population and feral hogs. Yes. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Invasive species. Okay, got it. Those feral hogs that will them hogs are doing damage. But yeah, they're they they're they are scary. Actually. And yeah. they're scary, yeah. They're very scary. Um so they decided they were no longer going to be a group for hunting and recreational shooting, but rather a group known as a fierce opponent of gun control. And this faction was led, and this is a direct quote by Harlan Carter, who had previously murdered a Mexican teenager. Direct quote. So that sounds great. Mm. Wonderful. (laughs) But that's my point, is that there's, again, like, these AR-15s, these are just, like, people killers. Yeah. And yeah. then you have all of these people talking about, like, tyranny, government tyranny. Yeah. Again, there's, like, people on the other end of that. Yeah. And then you have somebody like Lindsey Graham saying, I, you know, if there if somebody's going to come loot, and then they talk <laughs> about, like... You know, like during all these protests, like people are burning the cities and looting and all this. I'm like, who's going to be a looter? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, you know, it's all these boogeymen. Right. Like that are okay to kill. Exactly. Right. Because that's. Well, and as long as, as long as you're afraid for your life and your property, you're, you know, you're allowed to kill them as long as you right. feel the fear, you know? I mean, it's, it's all about what you feel. Are you scared enough? Okay, then you're justified to kill somebody. Well, that's been like, right. you know, those laws, those stand-your-ground laws have been, like, taking hold because of, again, like, conservative think tanks, ALEC and all that, like, just writing up that legislation and passing it all around let, let's let's do this let's make it okay to like kill people if you're yeah you know scared yeah. yeah well and then too like we haven't even talked about like the gun lobby and how you can't like for years and years it's just starting up again but for years and years you couldn't even use federal money to fund 
studies about how gun violence, you know, like how it happens, where it happens, like who does it affect? When does it like when does it pop up? Like what what are the danger zones? What are the red flags for like trying to curb it? Nope. Sorry, can't use federal money for that. That would no. I'm just that you know that would keep us from being able to fully appreciate our (laughs) yeah gathering gathering data that you could then analyze and perhaps find a solution no then then what if we couldn't have the guns anymore like what if we yeah that's exactly it because i think we all know like what it would say which is basically (laughs) what all of these say having a ton of guns around isn't safe for anybody not safe then we would have to have that information and, you know, another one of the things that that I'm surprised isn't talked about more in the whole policing problem is, you know, they might be a little more relaxed if they weren't worried about everybody having a fucking gun exactly. all the time. That's right. a great point. Right. I'm going to get us back into this. So okay. what you had said, Gina, is that maybe we could actually have a conversation about police violence if if, like, they weren't up against... A gun out of one, like, what, what would it be, like, almost one out of every five people they come across? Oh, uh, I'm not sure, but yeah. There's more guns than people in the U.S. Uh-huh. I don't know how many. I don't know how many people. Right. There's I don't know what the statistic people. is. But, yeah. but, well, but, but, but the point being that, like, that's, that's all, that's a hurdle to, like, the 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 deal with like police and gun police gun violence because they all have guns too. Well, that's so why one of do the, we have so many? That's police one of the killings. Five tiers well, of gun violence, right? It's like once again, yeah. there's at least this is from the a New York Times article that came today. There's at least five different gun violence problems in the country, and mass shooting is one of them. Okay, but there's also suicide. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. There's urban gun violence, which mostly affects minority young men. There's family shootings, and there's police shootings. Right. Um, those are like, you know, those are the ones. And what is the variable? Would the variable be that, like, every police officer has a gun? I'm not saying disarm the police. I'm not saying anything about it. I'm just no. saying if you have a gun, statistically, if something escalates, you're going to use it. Yeah. It's a weapon designed <laughs> to efficiently yeah. kill. So here's what I'm here's what scares me about this whole situation because it's you know it feels like one of those just intractable problems because this is what people who have guns because they feel like they need to protect themselves from the bad guys who have guns, right? Mm. How do you ever, like, how how do you solve that problem? You can't have, like, sure, you can do, like, buyback programs, and that would put kind of a dent in it. But, you know, like, everybody says, like, oh, I'm sure, oh, just make more stringent gun laws, and who's, the, the criminals are definitely going to obey the more stringent gun laws, you know? So it feels kind of like, and I don't want <laughs> go out on a bummer (laughs) but it feels kind of like you know we've hit this gun saturation point 
because we have been so, I don't know, Jingo Django loving our gun rights and the people who stand to make a lot of money off of everyone having guns and everybody being afraid mm. of everybody have kind of like gone their claws into the situation so deeply that it feels mm. like how like there's not really well, there's definitely I don't not know. an easy I th- way to get out of it. I, I, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna reach a breaking point. I think just with the as the same as we're gonna reach a breaking point with like environmental mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. and and the same way we're gonna reach a breaking point with economic issues. Right, but you know, I think the breaking point could possibly be like a Mad Max situation where there's just <laughs> where a roving gangs of gun- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> roving gangs of gun toting folks, uh fight for uh dwindling resources <laughs> but i'm just seeing like it's it's so much cl- i i i just feel it's so much closer than you guys do i guess it's because i've been on the fringe a lot longer yeah i mean like i just remember talking about stuff like this and everybody being like oh god you're so paranoid or whatever and i was like it's so oh, much no. worse than you think you mean, you i think to, that I, you think the end is near not no, not gun violence, but when I, I just remember, I was like, guys, like, people do not care. Mm-hmm. They will let you, like, die on the street like a dog. Right. And yeah. it's like, well, my doctor's not like that yeah. or my, you right. know. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay. Or like, I got fired from a hospital. That's illegal. Right. That's illegal. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't, my employer would never. And I was like, okay. all right. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, it's so much darker than you guys know. Right. You know? And so when I'm telling you now that, like, there's, like, a breaking point and it's not far away, like, I'm telling you, it's not far away. And it's not like a happy positive breaking point. I hope so. I mean, I hope so that it's not far away because I've been fucking holding my breath for however long waiting for – fucking something to change and all you get are just you know b- b- special concerts on tv you know in memory of or whatever yeah like this, this new generation coming in like i mean that have been through all the drills and that are like leading grandparents i mean how, like there's just no way they don't nobody has any money yeah like right the millennials are like nearing their 40s now like the boomers are dying out it's like there's just they're like they're done yeah Yeah. they're exhausted they're broke like like the environmental disaster is like only gonna get worse like there's gonna be more like fires floods everything else nobody can afford to buy anything like right and they're gonna be like right I'm not. I'm not gonna watch like little kids get shot up anymore. Mm. Like this right. is fucking ridiculous. I'm done. Yeah. You know, like it's almost like are we in like some sort of like middle ages? You know what I mean? And then yeah, history is gonna look back and be like, well, that was the middle ages, and they'll name the era not middle ages, but whatever it's called, where. You know, like we're the we're like the the forest is full of wolves. Yeah. Get uh get your potion ready. We need um, <laughs> your burn the witch. Load you know? the trebuchet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the beast yeah, is at I the gate. Yeah, I think like this youngest. Yeah, like this 
this younger generation is going to put us to shame. I hope so. I hope so. I do. They're, like, so much smarter and... Yeah. yeah. I, savvier than we are. I hope I hope that's true. I mean, I don't I mean, I have no reason to doubt it, but I'm to me like I'm such a pessimist. I'm like, oh, this is this we're just in our slow slide to the end. But maybe I mean, I hope you're right. Maybe there can be like, yeah, this can be our dark ages and there'll be some like mass die off event and then we'll have some kind of like you know, renaissance yeah like some sort. human renaissance which hopefully this time around it won't be tied with colonialism uh, right. so. yeah <laughs> i do kind of like that like yeah, yeah. it'll be, a, it'll be a, a candor a candor renaissance yeah i mean well and that's the other thing is that the gun lobby gives a lot more money than the gun control lobbies do. Sure, you know? sure, sure, sure. That, I mean, that's like oil and yeah, like There's tobacco. Like not a product that. that you can sell yeah. and make money off of through gun control. So, so just yeah. just devastation and sadness. Yeah, just yeah. a continuation of human life yeah. as opposed Entropy to the and you know moral decay. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Cool stuff. Fun. (laughs) Really fun. If you want to contact us to talk to us about your feelings about guns, don't. (laughs) Yeah. But almost anything else, you can reach us at Axopod on Instagram, Axopod on Facebook, Axopod at Gmail. At Gmail. Right? Yep. Axapod, six feet away from your mother's bedroom. Because <laughs> as we revealed last week, we are deeply in love. Also, I heard she just got her second vaccination. So, uh, mask off, motherfucker. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna deep kiss. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she appreciates a little affection. Um, yeah. So, um, anyway, it was good to see you guys. It was good to see you too. Yeah, you too. Oh, Talking about things. That's right. That's right. And uh. That's okay. Helps us work through it. Yeah. All right. Oh, so I tell I you what. Oh. <laughs> no. Good boy. Now, and I, I tell you what. If you if you're gonna pull the trigger, pull the trigger on love. <laughs> Good. <laughs>